Hi folks, this is Rich Larson. Join me every Thursday night at 7 p.m. for The Weekly List, a collection of songs and stories based on something happening that week or really whatever is on my mind. That's The Weekly List, Thursday nights at 7, right here on 95.1 KYMN, The One. 95.1, The One Station, where our playlist goes on for days. Doing the actual videoing and staging of things and pulling it all together. So a lot of staff involvement. And so I also wanted to just mention we had some award winners that uh, Administrator Martig helped out with this year. Alice Thomas was our Board and Commission Member of Excellence Award. Uh, we had Mary Grant, an Employee of the Year Award. We had Matt Gemsey for the second year in a row uh, is our Living Treasure Award. And then we also had Rama Abdule who is our Human Rights uh, Award recipient. So just really honoring again uh, folks. And then we also had our Mayor for a Day essay contest winners. And last year we did, because it was in that virtual format, had the opportunity to video our fourth and fifth grade winners uh, with them showcasing their actual essay that they wrote, which is absolutely delightful. They rocked it. They did such a fantastic job and were very engaging. Uh, it's always so much fun to read their their different essays that they write and their creativity and just courage uh, and yeah, it's just so fun to see life and public service through their eyes. It was really so much fun. So our fourth grade winners, sorry, mm -hmm. I, I just really want to call them out by okay. name: Camille Homan, Mackenzie Lambert, and Ella Rich. Fifth grade was Isabella Moreno, Ayla Morgan, and Thisbe Jothan. And they did such a fantastic job. If you don't watch my portion of the city, please <laughs> uh, click the YouTube link and watch our kids. Uh, really, they did such a fantastic job, and it's so fun having them part of the process. Yeah, they, so. did, a, they did a great job yeah. on that. So, And that video, just go to, the, uh, uh, go to YouTube and City of Northfield, and you'll find it. It's, yeah. It just pops right up. Yeah. Uh, once again, uh, Mayor Pownell and City Administrator Martigas, who are with us, let's talk about last night's council meeting. Uh, looking at the uh, the regular agenda i don't think it was on there but you had a quite a conversation oh yeah it is on there uh but about a uh, water street we'll start off with a uh, water street uh because that was uh, quite a bit last night uh, quite a bit of conversation last night uh it's going to be closed off for the uh you know the hundred feet or so that uh make up the west side of bridge square yeah talk talk about uh the discussion and what that's going to look like well, spring was here. Uh, mm -hmm. so we're back in winter again, and staff got to talking about um, whether or not uh, the we should be looking at closure of the water street like we had last fall. We're still in COVID and people trying to spread out and uh, take advantage of that. Uh, but ultimately, that's a council decision. And so we uh, put that on the agenda, kind of mixed in with some other updates to see what they thought. And um, pretty mm -hmm. clear consensus, uh, mm -hmm. I think unanimous vote of the council to basically reimplement what was there. Um, so it's 4th Street to Bridge Square Street, so that's that section in between kind of Bridge Square and then the river. Uh, the motion did include um, uh, allowing staff to kind of decide when the right time is. It's what kind of weather dependent here's in April. We'll, we'll be looking to do that. And then um, there's discussion was probably around public restrooms and um, whether or not the porta potties ought to go back. Um, Mayor, do you want to talk a little bit about that? I mean, I think they're certainly 
maybe some of the restrictions have changed in the downtown. We do have public bathrooms uh, mm-hmm. at the uh, Historical Society and the library, but I think there's a general, there was some general mm-hmm. discussion too about the need for bathrooms later, but they're holding off for right now in the porta potties. Yeah, with regards to the porties, porta potties, I think people had some concern with just the, the look of the porta potties on our bridge square, not necessarily the most pleasing. Uh, thing to look at and uh, just wondering again in this new environment that we're in so previously when we asked for porta potties to be placed down there a lot of our businesses were locked down and you couldn't even if you were shopping at that store you couldn't use the bathroom right for good reason Mm -hmm. during those covid uh, lockdown but a lot of that has changed so just wanting we Wanted to take a little bit of a breather on that particular direction and just wait to see whether or not there truly was a need to re-implement that part of that plan down there. Just making it more user-friendly, inviting more people into our downtown area and giving people an opportunity to just rest uh, in and eat outdoors uh, within our downtown area. So this is just... We're going to give it a try again. This is not a permanent closure. This is a temporary closure. And it's for a very small section of the street there, still keeping 4th Street open uh, that goes alongside uh, the Chamber of Commerce as well as the street that goes alongside the post office. Okay. Once again, uh, Mayor Pownell with us, along with City Administrator Marty. Uh, let's uh, move on to the regular agenda. There is uh, there's a resolution for state general funds for a corridor study of passenger rail service. Uh, what uh, I'm thinking about that and looking at uh, the state general funds and such. Do we have to apply for that? How does this tie into uh, Northfield and and why would the, the council take action on this? Is the state already taking action on it? Mm-hmm. So it'd be a, it, it, the council resolution is basically a legislative advocacy resolution, you know, supporting that the state um, look at doing a corridor study. We would be impacted locally. So it would be the, uh, the idea of a passenger rail service connecting south central Minnesota to the Twin Cities on existing rail line. And it goes through Northfield. So half a million dollars um, uh, Representative Lippert is actually authoring a bill right now with Houseman, um, Representative Houseman, and um, so basically the council actions, rec- you know, offering support. It's in the state rail plan, master plan, and this would be kind of the first planning phase of that that would have some connecting points. And physically, we've got like as the example, our transit hub that we're building would be maybe a connecting point where we would have people get on. But this is really an early phase uh, to do some studying on that, and the council supported it. Council back in 2015 actually um, supported the getting it on the rail plan, and it was the year subsequent year was adopted and put into that rail plan. So, um, yeah, that's kind of what what the action was last night. Hmm. All right, it'll be interesting to see their findings. I mean, Northfield, having lived fairly close to the railroad tracks, yeah. there is a lot of train traffic already. I couldn't imagine squeezing any more trains onto that uh, same line, but uh, we'll let the study decide that. Yeah. You know, I, nothing against passenger rail. I think that's a good thing. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, maybe they have to reroute a few of the other ones or something. Yeah. Uh, any other comments on that before we move on? No, I just, I would just add there, Jeff, that I think the what is so compelling about this is that it's using existing infrastructure. Mm-hmm. And so if you really want to be financially conscious, right, and conservative in terms of how you're moving people about the state, utilizing existing infrastructure is the best way to do that 
and uh, allowing the study to go forward to determine whether or not that's the right course of action or not, or if there's a way that it could be improved in some way that would actually benefit Union Pacific as well as the state as a whole, I think is there's a compelling enough reason to just it's just the next mm-hmm. step in the process to determine what's best. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they come up with yeah. on that study. But uh, do you, any idea is that going to be in the next year or two? Is that on down the line? That's not something that's immediate, or is it immediate? Do you know yet? Or? The, I'm sorry, you have the plan, or you mean uh, yeah, the, the, uh, the, the uh, real the, the study that, that probably still has to work its way through the legislature? Yeah, or? there would need to be funding, so they're okay. doing their budgeting process right now, and it, we actually found out that it needs to be in the general fund appropriation. It can't okay. be in the bonding bill, which is what was being sought last year, and so mm-hmm. now would be a great time to do that. So people hmm. think that's important. You can talk to your legislator uh, to, okay. to, at the state level to offer your support with that as well. All right. Uh, let's talk about the strategic plan. You uh, That was on the agenda last night. Did you get to that? Yeah, we gave a... <laughs> <laughs> we got to that, and we are kind of you know in a series of strategic planning right now, and that's probably more of the focus, probably not a whole mm-hmm. lot. We're putting together kind of a summary report, calling out some of the notal, notable improvements uh, or projects that we completed, action steps that we completed to share with some of the public. So I kind of went through that work draft with the council, but... Um, we accomplished a lot. There certainly will be some components of the report that reference the the COVID pandemic and some of our impacts there, but we'll be sharing some of that. We'll be look, updating it. More importantly, we kind of, council's going to be busy the next two weeks having extra meetings or strategic mm-hmm. planning. So uh, it will be um, made available to the public for watching that, um, mm-hmm. and uh, they'll be doing it remotely, continuing to do that. And so uh, looking forward with our new council to kind of set the course of the direction of the city for staff to, to implement. So. Yeah, can you give us a little preview of the next two work sessions? Uh, you know, do, do you have a, a, any type of working plan yet? I mean, are you, are you going to section it off to, for different areas and focus on different areas each week and see where they fall? I think that's yet to be determined. Okay. Uh, and actually, I'd be a little concerned if we were going in with a set plan. Mm-hmm. Because, honestly, I mean, it is the it is the council that sets that policy agenda for the city, and we now know right that when we set a strategic plan in place our staff are going to do their due diligence they're going to follow it and they're going to see it through and it's going to get done and our city staff have really been doing a fantastic job of that and it is that high level policy direction that is appropriate for the council to be at both the mayor and the council Uh, that's that um the governing body sets the policy direction and our city staff are the operations. And so it will be really interesting to hear what our um, council as a whole wants, how they want to move forward. But um, no, nothing is set yet. Okay. All right. Anything else you'd like to mention while we have you in? We did have uh, our library director, Natalie Daper, come in and maybe comment just briefly on two items. One is the annual report for the 1% for the arts, and she also talked about the upcoming National Library Week, April Mm -hmm. 4th to 10th. So at a minimum, I want to say, if you got any fines out there, the council approved a fine waiver uh, for people. So encourage you during that week to come in. There's no shaming. Come on in and get it clear clear the books there and get, get it in there. We really want people to do that. In fact, we had some policy discussion about whether or not in the future we ought to look at doing something different than fines mm-hmm. have been historically done. So mm-hmm. I just want to um, 
I just wanted to note that those were two um, good reports that we came. I don't know if we have time to get into some of that. Maybe the mayor could cover some of those if there's anything specific. Yeah, we have uh, Natalie Draper coming in in about an hour oh. to talk uh, later on this morning. So <laughs> There you go. Uh, so, yeah, we'll cover all of that uh, when she comes in. I don't know if you know. You should ask Natalie when she came into the library. The mm-hmm. books were an old mess, and can you imagine what she said? We ought what? to be ashamed of our shelves. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's a dad joke for the day. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you both for coming in today. We certainly appreciate it, and uh, yeah. we'll welcome you back next week. Yeah, thank All you. Right. All right. Thank you. Northfield Mayor Rhonda Pownell, City Administrator Ben Marty. You're listening to 95.1 FM, AM 1080. KYM at Northfield. Coming up in uh, just a moment or so, we have uh, Rich with local news and Tim McNiff news with a side of sports. Here's MNN. Our MNN is next. Hello, Great Rivers Mutual. This is Lori. When you call Great Rivers Mutual, formerly Canyon Holden Warsaw and Hate Creek Mutual, you'll get a person to talk to. This is Jim Bryant, manager of Great Rivers Mutual. We are happy to announce that we've merged two strong companies as of January 1. Only the name has changed and we still provide great service. On top of that, we are still a local company. Our agents and employees live and shop in the area. Our agents know coverages and know how to package homes and farms with competitive auto rates. We work together with Grinnell Mutual for liability and equipment breakdown coverages. Some of our local agencies are Savigam Insurance, Security Insurance, Craig Keller Agency, Corba Agency, Kohlenhofer Agency, Bolt Insurance, and Kalis Agency. We have 17 different agencies in 29 cities and over 80 agents to help you. Why look at another company? Did you have a bad claim experience? Want to package your auto? Want to Keep up with local news and events at KYMNRadio.net. Terry Knight posts a daily newscast Monday through Friday, as well as updates and other community news. And it's free. Stop by KYMNRadio.net frequently. Look for updates on our Facebook page, too. KYMNRadio.net. Still a friend you can count on.